Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to The Real Down, sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Barry. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Real Down on Paddle and Finn podcast. I'm your host, Sam Jones. Got my co-host over here, Dan Perry, and an epic, wild, crazy-haired guest, Vinny. I don't even know. We'll, we'll try and say the last name here. Ferrari, but that's probably we'll wrong. Go, we'll go with Ferrari. It's Ferrari, but that's Ferrari. 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 All right. So what's going on, Vinny? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. thanks for being here, man. Dan, my man, it's been a while since we've recorded together. How you been, yeah. brother? It's nice taking a break. Just busy, getting ready for a season. Put on. I got one of those new Next Level Design handles for my Titan. Been putting that on Ooh, today. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. I haven't gotten one of those yet. Nice. Yeah. Plug and tighten already. I like it. They're, I like it. Aw. They're expensive, but they, well, I mean, really, next level designs. I didn't oh, get true. one for free or anything, but it's a, it's it's crazy somebody makes something so nice and so detailed for like a, a handle. It's it's really something. Vinny, uh, what do you, what's your ride for 2020, man? Uh, I'm going to be going back and forth between the Slayer Max Limited and the Titan 12 this year, I think. Just All right. What event I love. I love we know you're an Native Slayer. guy. You have I to have. tell us about this whole entire fleet that you have that I'm drooling over. Tell us what you got, man. Uh, well, I've been around a while, so the fleet has accumulated. Um, the, the custom Ultimate FX propels actually the wife's. She loves that boat. She will not let me get rid of that boat. Um, she loves the, the, when she stands up inside feel of that ultimate that a lot of guys don't like, she loves it. So that's the boat on top of the shelf. Uh, we got the Slayer XC there in the middle of that picture I posted. 
Uh, that's my moving water boat, my river boat. And then I just picked up the Limited when it came out, the, the Max when it came out, um, giving that a try. And I'm actually super impressed with that boat. Overall, I haven't really found many flaws. Definitely impressed with that boat. And um, I got a Titan about a year ago, Titan 12. That's my just super stable, not really going anywhere too fast boat. I use that inshore when I go fish for some uh, reds and trout. But love them all. Love them all. Definitely. I guess a little blessed to be able to grab what I want and throw it in the truck and go fishing. Oh yeah. Super jealous. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's a, that's a nice little setup you got there. Um, so, all right guys. Well, if you guys don't know Vinny, Vinny runs the queen city kayak anglers club there in North Carolina. What city are you guys based out of? Is it Charlotte or? So, yeah, we use Charlotte as center home. I actually live about 30 miles below Charlotte. I'm in South Carolina, the Rock Hill area by Lake Wiley. But, yeah, we use Charlotte as our home, Queen City Kayak, Bass Fishing. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. So, uh, everything, everyone I know in North Carolina, I reference it off of Lake Norman. So, how far are you from Norman? So, personally, I live about an hour from most of the ramps on Lake Norman. Gotcha. So, okay, definitely fair enough. lakes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, let's uh, let's get to know a little bit more about you, Vinny, and and who you are. So, tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit of how you got into this uh, crazy thing called kayak fishing. Oh man, uh, interesting. So you can probably hear that I'm not originally from down here. I am a New York native, Queens, right outside the city. Moved down here a little over 12 years ago now. I grew up fishing on big charter boats for bluefish, flounder. Uh, porgy in the winter, sea bass, stuff like that. You know, really no skill involved. You go out with your family, you drop a bait, you catch fish all day. When I moved down here, uh, inland, first off, four hours from the ocean, uh, no no bluefish. I was kind of like, well, what am I going to do? So I started trespassing golf courses, man, and took a couple rods out in a pack of Senkos and met a couple people, and they showed me showed me the way to catching some some bass. And then... I did that for about two years, uh, little apartment complex ponds and golf course ponds. And I finally was just like, I have to get off the bank. And about the same time, we got pregnant. So it was like, baby's coming, want a kayak, what do I do? So I waited a little bit. And then I finally ended up finding a small group of anglers here in Charlotte. And I bought a kayak and I jumped in. And I've been kayaking now uh, about eight and a half years. Nice. In the kayak for eight years. Wow. All right. Sweet. When did you do your uh, like your first tournament? I did my first tournament a week after I bought my first two hundred dollar kayak. <laughs> nice. I am uh, I am a huge competitor in nature. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I teach PE for a living, so it's just in me to compete. And um, they had a tournament going on. I bought a little two hundred and fifty dollar trophy beach kayak from Dick Sporting Goods, and I I. Threw it at that time on top of a Mitsubishi Lancer with no uh -oh. roof, little foam noodles, and and I hit the river and I caught my limit and I actually cashed a check, believe it or not, which was hysterical. But um, it's been it's been a crazy whirlwind since then. Nice, nice. All right, so we know your first tournament. What was the last tournament you competed in, Vinny? I don't want to talk about that one. Can we move forward? <laughs> All right, fair enough. The, no, the one before kidding. that one, you won, right? I did. So, yeah, we had a huge event last weekend on Saturday. Um, 
it was our season six kickoff here at Queen City. Um, I was expecting between 60 and 70 anglers. We usually pull between 50 and 60, but knowing it was a season opener and it was year six and we were guaranteeing big money, the weather was looking kind of crazy. I was saying, all right, we'll go 60, 70. Long story short, we had 90 guys register on Tourney X. Wow. In One January. In January in a thunderstorm yeah. in 25-mile-an-hour wind. And uh, it was – it Dang, it, son. Turned out the weather was fine, but, you know, a little bit of drizzle here and there. But we ended up with 89 guys on the water. Um, we had the full spectrum of a tremendous Queen City bag of 75 inches and 30 people skunked. So if, if you found them, you found them. And if you were like me, you did not. And you got your butt whooped on some home water. But that's wow. fishing, what, right? What were water temps? Most of the, I would say between 52 and 54 on most of the lake. Okay. So, okay. Seemed, what, how low does it, t- like, what's your, where do you guys bottom out there? I would say like 47, 48, and that's if it's freezing. It's been over 70 degrees all week. So it's nice. not drop right now. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Good to but, know. Yeah. Good to know. So that was your guys' kickoff for Queen City, huh? That was the kickoff. We're looking forward to a big year. Um, we have nine trail events. Um, last year, we averaged 70 guys a month, which it, grassroots is is a huge number. So yeah, huge payout. You know, we pay over 100% every month. We give out plaques and trophies every month, a ton of raffle prizes. We have a huge backing from about 35 different companies, whether they're sponsoring events or prizes for the table and stuff like that. So our next event, we're looking at a slugfest on Lake Murray on February 8th. So we can pull 90 more on Lake Murray. We're going to see some huge bags. Sweet. That's pretty crazy. Well, since we're already talking about the schedule, why don't we just kind of roll through what your schedule is, and then we'll kind of dive deep into what your club's all about and some of the different, uh, you know, things you guys got going on. Cool. So, you know, when we started six years ago, it was kind of, hey, let's put together a a five-tournament schedule. We'll count your top three. And we'll stay close to home. And that that has since evolved. And last year was the first year we kind of went far from home. We went down to Lake Hartwell, which for most guys is two and a half, three hours. And as the commission, I was nervous. How many guys are we going to pull on Lake Hartwell? We can't go from 80 at home to 40 on the road. And long story short, we pulled 63. So I was I was happy with that. And I was like, if we've grown enough to pull local anglers to our club when we come into town, then we can travel a little bit. So this year, I took some big-name lakes that guys have always wanted to go to, and I put them on the schedule, and we're going to go for it. So we're doing a little bit of driving this year. We are going down to Lake Murray next month in February. Then we're going to – we're going to stay home for Lake Norman, and we're co-hosting it with, you know, AJ and the Bass Open Series. So we're looking to make that a – absolutely tremendous event um the fishing will be on fire on march in march on norman and then april we stay we go chase some huge spawning fish on lake hickory which is an hour from home for most hour and a half um and then may we have two events we try to squeeze as much fishing in the good time of the year as we can in the april may time and um in may we're staying home on mountain island lake chasing some big spotted bass on beds 
And then we're going down to Lake Hartwell at the end of May. Um, we had a really great time down there. A lot of fish were caught. We have a great host down there at Grady's Outdoors. So we like going down there. It's, it's a beautiful environment. So we're going back this year. And then June, we're going to a brand new lake known for huge summer fish on, in High Rock. Um, July, brand new lake, Santee down in South Carolina. We're expecting 80 inch bags coming off of frogs. So all brand nice. stuff to slow. And then August, we do a charity event every year. So we, we take a break from the competition and we raise some money for a charity in August. And um, this last year and this year, it was Emerald School of Excellence. We can touch on that if, if you'd like in here. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah let's, uh, let's slow down and talk about that for a second. Okay. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about this charity. So it gets, you know, a little weird because I'm essentially I'm plugging my wife, but she runs Emerald School of Excellence. It is the first recovery high school here in the southeast. It's for kids who are coming back into high school after going through rehab for whatever drug they were on. So they they leave their normal high school setting. They go get clean and then they finish or at least start to finish their high school at her school. So mm. currently she opened this year and currently she has five full-time students and uh, it's amazing. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So it, in, in your guys's areas, it, um, is that a, a pretty big problem that you guys are facing there? Unfortunately. Yeah. In the high schools, it really is, you know, it, it is that, yeah. uh, is that mostly because of, you know, parents being involved and addicted to that, the, those, those types of drugs or? No, um, you know, I'm not the expert on this at all. And I don't want anybody to take anything I'm saying the wrong way because it is a touchy subject. But um, sure. I would say a lot of it is partying and, you know, athletes and, and access. They can get access to this stuff pretty easily whether it's smoking weed on the weekends or stealing something from the medicine cabinet or, you know, if they're going higher up the scale, going to see their drug dealer and getting essentially whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a cool, that's cool that you guys are, uh, you're giving back in that way. Um, so yeah, cool. what, how does that tournament break down? What does that look like? Percentage goes to the foundation or is it, uh, you know, hundred percent, of the of the entry fees go towards the foundation what's it look like so last season it was the first emerald event and we did 100 percent donation to emerald we had i'm lying actually last year was i'm lying last year was the second this is the third the last of last two years were 100 percent donation to emerald we raised That's i believe so it was 1100 the first year 1500 the last year and hopefully I have some big plans for this year. I don't know if it's going to pan out, but um, if they plan out, if they pan out, it'll be pretty cool. But last year, Native Watercraft donated a Slayer XC to the event. So Ooh. guys paid their $40 entry fee. And at the end of the day, we did standings, of course, but your standings didn't earn you any prizes. They earned you raffle tickets. So if you finished first mm. place, that's awesome. You still got the plaque and the trophy. But you all you gained 10 more raffle tickets. Second place got a certificate and eight more raffle tickets and so on and so on. And then at the end, even though you fished and you may have gotten last place, you still had a shot to win that $1,500 kayak. So yeah. it was pretty cool format. The guys seemed to enjoy it. Um, 
That's we cool. Had, I like that. I haven't uh, I haven't heard anyone do that that kind of raffle format based off of your place. That's really interesting. I, I like that a lot. And shout out to to Native for uh, hooking it up too. Oh, uh, there were so many companies involved. So with no cash payout, as somebody running a tournament, it's hard for me to say, "Hey guys, Sam, Danny, throw throw money in and hope to win nothing." Right. So yeah, yeah. I have to go out and I have to gather all these prizes and and put them on the table, and we have to have something worth winning. So. The kayak was awesome. We gave away a paddle. We gave away True South Custom Lures here in, in Charlotte. Supports everything we do. He gave, you know, he's up here on the top. He gave a ton of stuff to the table. Line out custom tackle. A ton of emerald green crankbaits for the table. You know, True South did emerald green chatterbaits, emerald green spinnerbaits. So everybody jumped in with this theme, and we, we just had a blast with it. And I didn't even mention the best part yet. It was a kitty rod tournament, so you had to oh, fish cool. character <laughs> rods. <laughs> That's awesome. So you got guys like me who never go out with less than 10 rods on the kayak. I'm out there with five Paw Patrol rods with 30-pound braid, throwing a net rig and a buzz bait, catching, well, not this year, but last year, catching 18-inch fish on a little two-and-a-half-foot rod. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, if you guys get a chance, you can check out the Queen City YouTube page. Um, Graham Hambone has a video up there of him fishing with some kitty rods. It's absolutely awesome. That's that's classic. I love that. So is this a points event for you guys or is this an open event or how's that work? No, no points involved. It essentially is our off month because August is brutal. It's 105 mm -hmm. degrees. Realistically, yeah. you don't you don't want to compete, but. We have such a strong group of anglers here that care about their community. And of course, Mary, my wife, is part of our community um, that they come support. We had over 30 guys last year and seeing 30 serious anglers, $5,000 kayak setups with two and a half foot rods. That's what this group is about. So it makes me proud to say that I'm part of this group. And uh, like I said, I have big plans for what's coming this year for it. I can't really let anything out because i don't know if it's going to happen yet but if it does it'll be really fun it'll be something different that we really don't see much in the kayak world um i think there's been one event like it but nowhere near home so we're going to try it and see what happens that's awesome, awesome. Send, send us information whenever it, it happens and we'll, we'll, do. we'll spread the word yeah we'll do, yeah we'll for do. sure can't wait Sam to see uh, what yeah, happens with that you might get some insider information, Sam. Might have something to do with somebody you work for. Oh, uh -oh. okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there, man. I'm, hey, uh... One more plug. One more plug. Native mm -hmm. has also donated a kayak this year for the Emerald. Oh, watch out! Watch out! Which one is it this year? It'll be a Falcon 11 this year. Okay. So Good something fun. more, you know, kid-based, entry yeah, level, yeah. paddle-based. But hey, we all started somewhere. That's I love right. It. I love good, it. Uh, awesome. Good buddy boat to bring out, you know, yeah. keep for your friends. Yeah. Yep. yep. For sure. For sure. All right, cool. Well, now we've kind of gone over the schedule. We got a little bit of a little dialogue here about Queen City. Let's let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about how this whole organization, this trail, this series, whatever you want to call it, got started. Um. So I mentioned that I, I, I'm a competitor, right? And I'm always in it to win. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. Doesn't matter if it's half court basketball, full court basketball, league basketball, whatever it is, I'm in. So I started fishing with a smaller group here and don't want this to come off the wrong way, but their payout structure was not exactly what I cared for. They 
they didn't pay first place any different than they paid the middle of the field. So the top half of the field would double their entry fee and the bottom half would get nothing, which is fine. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not how I was yeah. raised or what's inside me. I am going for the top. The win. Yeah. And that's right. So I, would, I would get first or second and I would get the same check that 10th would get. And I was like, something i just i have to try to do something different so i started fishing with another series and they were just far from home i mean that's the honest truth they were two and a half hours from home so i sat down with my wife and i said hey look you know i'm thinking about starting something and at about the same time that i had this crazy thought to run a series a friend of ours got stage three i want to say breast cancer so we did they wanted a 50 dollars donation and i was like i don't i don't want to give 50 dollars. we can do more than 50 dollars and so i was like let's hold a fishing tournament and we'll donate all the money whatever happens happens so nobody knew who i was not that really anybody knows who i am now and we did what we called and what has forever stayed and i'm going to stand up here in a second and show you um fishing for boobs so we did a breast cancer charity tournament we had 19 guys come out we raised i think it was 450 bucks we donated it all it was awesome we had pink giveaways, everything I just said for Emerald, but in pink. All right, we had pink nice. rags, pink t-shirts, pink baits. It was it was phenomenal. And that kind of sparked uh, Queen City. So that was the first event, and that was over six years ago now. And I want to see if you guys logo. I like it. Fishing you know, for boobs. Love it. That logo so never Queen, leaves. So Queen City was formed over a pair of boobs some boobs hey we saved those boobs we saved save some boobs we saved them so formed queen two years two years later we had a, a huge fishing with boobs tournament my principal got breast cancer and we raised thirty five hundred dollars cash uh in one tournament and again everything pink 51 i want to say or 53 guys came out at that time it was the club's biggest turnout and it was for some boobs. So we we started in my eyes, you're gonna have to edit all this. We started in my eyes no. on the right track, right? We started with guys who came out for the right reason. Nobody was coming out to be famous. Nobody was coming out to win the biggest trophy on the planet. And it just kind of grew and I put a schedule together, honestly not knowing what the hell I was doing. And we rolled. And the first season we averaged, I think it was 27 guys year one. And that led to a year two and year three. And then after year three, uh, the scene, the kayak scene, you know, started to really blow up, right? You got guys paying $100,000 at championships. You got other series popping up on the scene. So it was like, what can I do home to make these guys want to stay home? Otherwise, we're not going to have a trail. So I took everything that we'd been working on, 100% payouts, trophies, plaques, and I added guaranteed $1,000 payouts. So whether we had the average 40 guys show up or we had 70 guys show up, first place was going home with $1,000. And we have, wow. uh, we ran, you know, now, now it may not sound like such a big deal because the scene is huge, right? You got Bass, Hobie, ABF. These guys are paying major money. But if you look around, you really don't see too many grassroots trails paying that kind of money. So no, I take not at all. Yeah. And uh, we've, this year we've, we've, we've had a lot. 
we've had a lot of different trails on and I've never heard anybody doing that. So yeah. Yeah, that's Thanks. like championship money, not everyday tournament money right there for a club. That's that's impressive, man. So I mean, obviously you got some great support behind you, but it's also impressive that you've been able to, you know, negotiate these deals and 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 build something that people want to be a part of. So kudos, hats Thank off you. to you, man. That's that's awesome doing that for your people. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what it's all about, man. And, you know, that's where I think Kobe has it figured out. Uh, I think it really it is about the angler and you need to keep it about the angler. It is not at all about me. It is not all, you know, you got to these guys have to have a reason to come fish with you. And I try to do my best to give them that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff, man. Thanks, Sam. All right. So that's how you got started. Now, how many years has the club been around again? We just started we just started year six. Year six. Wow. All right. So six years later, looking back, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in all of this that maybe maybe some of our listeners who are thinking about starting a club or already have a club, or maybe they're in a club and they want to give, you know, some insight or some tips or something like that to to their their club um, you know, tournament directors or whatever you whatever have you what's that insight man i think i'd have to say um don't be afraid to grow up and uh i think i've had to grow up a little bit right i think i'm older now i'm 34 now when i started i was probably 27 in planning stages 26 right new dad new to the south you know just rolling now it's turned into a part of my life where I think growing up has been a big thing. Um, I don't engage in the in the BS as much as I used to. If you got a problem with me, move on. You got a problem with what I'm doing, move on. You know, back in the day, it might have been a little bit different. It might have been, I'm not going to watch what I say because I really don't care. And now I just, I don't have time for it. I am focused on what I'm doing for these guys. And, and that's where I want to be. I want to be focused on what I'm doing. Um, and then as a director, if there are any directors watching who are running, you know, smaller starting up clubs, you need to be strict. You need to be fair and you need to follow your rules to the, to the word, every word I've had to disqualify some of my best friends for simple mistakes. And that, that proves to the other guys that Vinny's not playing around. Vinny is not going to let this angler slide because he forgot to take a ramp selfie. My, I'm gonna, he'll watch this. I'm going to call him out. My teammate from last year, Lowell, I had to disqualify him at a tournament. I had to give him a zero when he had cashing money limits because he forgot one of the simple things. He forgot to take a ramp selfie to prove where he was. So he got a disqualification. But I think in the end, it made the club grow. It made him and I grow. And I think that's a big thing as a director. All right, so that brings up something right there. You know, after oh, this, I was getting ready to get into, you know, rules and stuff like that. And I know my man, Detective Dan over here, probably has a whole whole spreadsheet ready to go. No. Uh, that's what he does. That's what he does. He he gets in there and, and finds out the the details on these clubs that in uh, these tournament directors that we interview. But so that's a rule I've not heard of. You got to take a picture at the ramp okay so, so talk about this, that this, this goes back to the growing part right so 
My big thing, and you can probably, somebody's probably looking it up somewhere, saying Vinny talks all this trash in the past and then goes back on his word, but I, I never wanted to be forced to pay money for Tourney X, right? I didn't want to take, for example, $500 out of the payout. I wanted to pay everyone every dime I possibly could, but we were growing. I needed to grow up. So now we, we use Tourney X, and I, I'm loving it, honestly. That's the honest point. But before Tourney X, before you could drop a pin, if I put a list out of legal ramps, I have no way of knowing you're at a legal ramp. So our way and my way of knowing where you were was if I give you your identifier that morning, it's filled out, you have to go to the ramp sign, you have to take a selfie with the ramp sign, your identifier completed, and your face. And that way I know, okay, you're at Buster Boyd Landing, you're legal, you can go fishing. Now... It's a little bit different with Tourney X because now we have the new pro app. We hit check in on the phone. It drops a pin at the ramp and you go fishing. You know, obviously, if guys were crazy enough, there's a way around it. You know, you can check in and go somewhere else. But in a perfect world, we're not going to have that problem. So, okay. but yeah, that's that's uh, that's what we did for two seasons. And believe it or not, we uh, we may be bringing it back with Tourney X. It may be a. Take a selfie, upload your first picture at zero inches so we know where you are. And that's a, that's the help of the, the check-in feature kind of slowed us down last month. But we didn't know we'd have 90 guys, but it kind of slowed us down a little bit. So Interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. You uh, <laughs> you probably did some research on this, hopefully. Otherwise, I, I did. just I, put you on the hot seat and <laughs> you I'm got a nothing. Did. I'm a details guy. I like to go through there. They, I, y'all had these cool, like, uh, your tournament ID. I've never seen anybody had a have a better tournament ID, like your, with the three little letters that had Queen City, all the colors. I've never, like, uh, uh, where I'm at, North Alabama, like, it's just black and white. Hey, and it works, and we got, you know, you put your three, little, three digits in there. Y'all's was all nice and pretty. Never seen anything like that. So I'm a little flashy, if you weren't a able little. to. Come on weren't able to pick up on any of that everything i do is bright and loud and you know i rock neon leggings and my jerseys are all bright nothing nothing is toned down you've seen my kayaks they're custom colored everything's painted with glitter and powder coated Vinny, do you have underglow on your kayak and car i have underglow in the truck under the rv nothing in the kayak <laughs> man the that, that, that's a that's another thing you have. You don't just have an awesome fleet of kayaks. You've got an awesome RV. You have to tell us about that, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Where do you want me to go first, Dan? <laughs> man, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm all over the place. I, I, I'm I'll, go to the ID. I'll go to the ID first, and then we'll touch on. Okay, okay. There you go. So um, if you follow the page, if you guys are out here listening to, to me rambling, and you're going to end up following Queen City, everything on the page is very themed. So there's a lot of pink, blue, purple theme. Um, our backdrop on the banner this year is the same backdrop that is on our Facebook picture. And it's the same backdrop that's on that ID. So everything is themed. And honestly, what happened was I did a monthly tournament online. It was our first one. I, I didn't have, we were still in the off season. I wasn't prepped for 2020. And I was like, hey, let's do this tournament. Let's see if we have an interest. And in one day, 17 people signed up. And I was like, all right, let's roll with it. Right? We got 17 guys who... Who care to fish their lake all month? Let's roll. Um, and then guys started submitting pictures, and the identifier card was 
of another trail series, something that I don't support. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to judge these pictures with this ID here. And I was like, I just can't do it. So I told my wife, I said, I got to create something. So, so I made our own, I made our own ID. But what's crazy is if I would have had time to sit and think about it, if you are a business in the kayak game, everyone is seeing your your logo, your whatever it is in a picture of a fish. So you need, that is the number one spot to advertise in my opinion. So when we did, when we didn't have identifiers two years ago, we used business cards for the title sponsor because if it's Paddle and Finn sponsoring my event and I'm using Paddle and Finn business cards, now you're in 90 guys pictures all day long. And that's a ton of advertisement in my opinion. So other, you know, this year being, we didn't have business cards to hand out to everybody across the two states. I just advertised for myself a little bit. <laughs> I like it. Then they think next level. Yeah. So that's, that. but um, it, nobody forgot it. Event one, which is huge because it was a new thing. You know, usually I'm handing you an identifier this year. You had to print your own. Nobody forgot it. So that was a plus. Um, we did have a couple guys at the ramp who had extras to hand out, which was awesome. But, um, but yeah, the RV, the RV stemmed from just traveling, you know, two hours every, every couple weekends for practice and, and fishing these tournaments. I do still compete. I know that realistically that is probably coming to an end as we continue to grow. But for now I am still a fisherman when, when that kickoff time hits and, uh, in theory, it was a spot for my wife and my other judge, Brad, my co-commission to judge from, but they're making me book a cabin for the next event because they don't want to judge from the RV. So I don't know what I'm paying the monthly payment this month for. But um, <laughs> what's crazy is I didn't even speak on it. I have a little daughter. I have a seven-year-old. She, you know, she's awesome, and she loves to camp. She loves to fish. She loves to kayak. So she's a mini-me, and uh, it has turned, seriously, it turned into the QCKBF mobile to the family camping trips. So we spend weekends now out in the RV and the underglow is going and the fire pit's going and we have a good time. <laughs> I like it. Love yeah, it. I'm, I'm, Love I'm bringing my family next weekend to go practice for a tournament. It's, it, it just makes it that much funner whenever you can involve your family. It was so, awesome. My wife, my wife is actually the main judge for, uh, for the trail. She is behind the scenes on Tourney X every weekend. So. Awesome. So for for all your tournaments and just a couple other things in the rules, are they all four fish? Yeah, we are are a four fish limit. Um, That goes back to me being loud and different and not wanting to be like everybody else. When I came on the scene six years ago, most of the stuff was three fish. Some of the bigger stuff was five fish. And I was like, I just, I don't, I don't want to be like everybody else. I just want to do something different. And not knowing at the time what we would evolve into i was like let's just roll with four and we'll go with it well it turns out a lot of the the upper fishermen in in my my uh club actually seem to like it i think it's a good combination of you still need your quantity because you still got to get four good bites but you definitely need your quality because 412s won't do it and uh, i think it's just a nice blend something a little bit different you know that there's a big debate with my local club this year because they're three, because they want to be able to get new people in. And three is, you know, everybody's, eh, three. Five's a little much, but, I mean, I, I saw that. I was like, well, damn, four sounds just right. <laughs> that, <laughs> why it never be? It's a good even number. Yeah, yeah four's. Yeah. I got, as an angler, I have no issues if I go fish a three or a five. I just, 
literally have to remember to take that fifth picture if I'm fishing a five fish tournament. But, you know, I fish with a couple trails around here that are threes. Um, we actually did an MLF style one day. It was We did a 10 fish. We didn't complete MLF. We did 10 fish. That was fun. Um, I've done, we've done one fish limits, you know, your biggest fish, winner take all type deal. We did that. But I do think four is, and nobody's ever, nobody's ever stole it. So I don't know. The world must think I'm crazy, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> For me, the the two and the three and the four and all that, it's just, it's so strange to me. Like coming from the boat side of things. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it's both. all about the five, it's all about five fishes five fish limits and even when i got into because i came into kayak fishing you know late in the game right i got my kayak late in 2018 started tournament fishing last year so most of, i've i've never fished a three fish limit but i've heard of other clubs doing it and to me that's just so strange uh, i don't even know where that even started or why I, just, uh, I think it was so people can get limits that would be my my guess and then but you could also look at the other side of it is now you're really fishing for quality, right? If you only have a three fish limit, you you know you need 60 inches is what I tell myself. When I'm in a three, I tell myself I need 60. When I'm in the four that I fish home, our magic number on our local waters is usually 70. And then when I travel and I fish a five, I mean, realistically, you want to tell yourself 100, but you know, if you hit 90, you're sitting pretty, right? So I think those are the magic numbers in each limit. And um, hell, when, when I just told you that Greg, Put up 75 inches this week on Lake Wiley. I told you the magic number 70. That explains how big of a bag he really put up. He really did put up a major, a major bag on Lake Wiley. Nice. So, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Now for I, sure, I, for sure. I think if some other three fish clubs hear that, I think they're going to be like, "Hey, I like that," because <laughs> it, it's it sounded right to me. Because three is <laughs> uh, like, I I know whenever I fish, because all of them here in Alabama, all the local stuff are threes. And you kind of your strategy changes and you just sit there and grind on a spot a lot and because you know you don't have to move but the uh but yeah four sounds like a, a great mix I, I really dug that thanks man yeah that's it everything else in the rules look normal to me yeah that yeah, those were the only two things try so, to keep it pretty simple we gotta yeah, ask we gotta ask the one question though we haven't asked it yet uh, you can't no. you can't talk about a tournament series Without asking, motor or no motor? Hell no, no motor. We are manpowered. We will always be manpowered. There's Hell no wish no, no motor. Okay, that's no all motor. right. That's so, uh, part part of my issue with some of the other stuff that's around is I don't. I could I could I won't, but I could argue with you that paddle and pedal deserve their own class, right? And then and then yeah. you throw motor in the mix, and it's like you can't tell me that. They don't need another class. So, like, I'm watching the other organizations weigh in for the national championship, and I'm hearing all these great anglers, and this doesn't take anything away from them, but you're telling me you went 19 miles today. I mean, no one else can go 19 miles unless you have a motor. So I just don't think that's – I don't want to use the word fair because I could just go buy a motor, right, at that point. But I I don't personally want to compete against the motor if i don't have to so we're gonna stay man powered i think it is as fair as it can be if there ever is a motor conversation it will be its own class if if 10 guys want to fish with motors they can fish against themselves in their little class and 
that's just what it'll be. But no, Queen City's going to remain man-powered. We, we have paddle guys who compete, who cut checks. I mean, we had a paddle guy finish ninth this week out of 90. You know, that's top 10% of the field. That's, that's a good day, if you ask me. Um, we had a paddle guy finish fourth in Angler of the Year last year out of 67 paid members. Uh, he went to the championship. Another paddle guy finished, I want to say, 13th overall. So you can still compete paddle, pedal. I just don't yeah. think that type of jump is fair. Now, some clubs that have the no motor rule do have the clause around if you have any type of um, physical limitations. Do you guys do you guys have that a part of your rules? I really I don't. I actually had to get rid of it. Um, and I don't know how I feel about the whole situation. Right. If I have offered guys who cannot paddle, I will bring you a pedal drive. I will bring you a boat. You saw the fleet. Right? That's part of the reason I have the fleet. I will bring you something. You will not have to paddle. But when you tell me you're going to choose to not come versus not pedal, that kind of tells me something. So I just, I, I don't want to get in that gray area because we all have that doctor who could write that note, right? And so if one guy is really medically cannot do anything and needs a motor, I get it. But if the next guy shows up and he's got a, a note that says he can't, who am I to judge this guy? And I don't want to get involved in that. So yeah. black and white, we just yeah. don't know voters. I think at, at everybody from the outside who isn't a tournament director looks at that and making that decision and, and just realizes I mean, how I mean, tough that is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think we all saw that debate on, on KBN, right? I mean, you put yeah. that tournament director in a, in a horrible situation. And, and I would, I don't want to be in that situation. I, I had to. I denied somebody this year, a friend of mine, the tournament director here in the Carolinas. I, I won't say his name. And I told him, I said, look, dude, just show up. I'll give you everything you need. I'll give you a native, a pedal drive, everything you need. I said, I just can't allow the motor. So, yeah. But that's yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for weighing in on that, uh, that debate, that it will forever go on. Forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's All a right. huge Ooh. advantage. Nobody can you know. Yeah, I, I think I think kind of something that you said is interesting is will we eventually see a pedal series, a paddle series and a motor series? Will we start to see that as this thing grows and evolves? Um, will we have those kinds of classes kind of almost like in racing? You have you yeah. know, different classes and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you yeah, know, is an interesting concept and a thought. Uh, that I'm sure many people have had. So I think that's interesting for sure. I think it just comes down to payouts and sponsorship and money, right? So if I yeah. got 60 guys pedaling, I have 10 who want to use motors, I can't pay them the same. I can't give you that guarantee of $1,100 because you're just not bringing in the entry fees. So that's that's my take on it. That's why I don't have classes. We're, we're going to put all the money in a bucket and however you want to get to it, go get to it. So, all right, cool, cool. So, let's talk about a couple other things here, real quick. And then, uh, we do have some upcoming events to talk about finally. So, we'll get into that here in a yeah. second. But, uh, before we do that, Vinny, let's talk a little bit about your structure as far as Angler of the Year and Championship Race. So, do you do you guys have an Angler of the Year points race? Okay, so yeah, how, that, does, that, how, how does that go about? How does that go down? 
that's essentially what the whole, whole trail was built off of, not allowing every angler to fish in the championship, right? It needs to be a qualification. In my opinion, if you're going to title it a championship, it needs to be free. The purse needs to be there somehow, whether you built it through entry fees or it's sponsored or both, which is how we have it. But I don't want to go into a championship and pay. So my guys, currently we have 96 paid members. When I say paid members, my my membership is optional. If you don't think you're going to make seven events out of the nine, then don't pay your membership. It's not worth it for you. And I'm not here to take your $40. So if you can make seven out of nine, I tell you, pay your $40. You'll earn points throughout the year. At the end of the year, we calculate your top seven points. And our top 20 guys are going to make the championship. Number one is the angler of the year. He's going to win $1,000. That's already set. That money's already there. Um, and then the top, so I'll give you a little bit of background. We always did the top 15, but we always had about 60 paid members. Well, this year we had an explosion of growth and we've had 90, now we have 96 and it's only going to go up a little bit more. So I, I went to my team and I said, guys, we can't take 15 out of 60 one year and then take 15 out of hundred the next year. It's just not, something's off. So we're taking top 20 this year. And we also added five spots into what we call our fish off which essentially is a one-day playoff where if you win the fish-off, you also qualify for the championship. So you can qualify for the fish-off by finishing second, third, or fourth at least one time during the year. So you finish in the top caching spot, and you were committed. You fished seven total events. So, Sam, you show up at Lake Norman. You finish second place. You fished seven more events, but you still miss out on the top 20. You earn your spot into the fish-off, and you have – one day, eight hours to prove you deserve to be in the championship. And if you win that event, Nick Cuddleston will end up watching this, Mr. Titan winner. Shout out to Nick. He won it last year, and he jumped into the championship. And then he got a chance to compete with the rest of the field. Our championship purse is $5 per entry. Comes out every month and goes into the purse. And then we have sponsor money added. So last year, our championship purse was at like $3,950, $3,900. And then we give 60% to first place, 30% to second place, and 10% to third place. Very cool. Okay. So for your angler of the year, there's a couple different formats that people use. So do you all do the accumulative uh, length, or is it a points-based system at each event? How does that work? It's point-based. We have a 300-point system. If you're first place, you get 300 points. Second gets 295. Then it's 290, 285, 280 for the top five. And then after that, for five places, it drops four points. After that, for five places, it drops three points. And then everyone else who submits a fish, gets uh, it drops by two. If you That's stomp right. or you do not come to weigh-in, you do not get any points. That, okay. And that goes to the competitive aspect of how I was raised. All right? we're, not, we're not here to give participation trophies. You have to earn everything. So we for are... Sure. Very charity and friendly family and, and love everyone and we're growing and we're going to help the new guy. But at the same time, you got to pull your weight. We want to be elite. We want the elite guys to do well. and You have to earn everything. Nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Because it is it is a competition at the end of the day. If you're going to sign yeah. up for a tournament, you're competing. Um, and it should be about the competition. All right. So... I think that that rounds out everything as far as, you know, who you are, who the club is, what you guys got going on. 
Um, but I always like to give you guys an opportunity to shout out those that uh, that help you guys out and to support you. So I know you've gone ahead and you've been able to mention some of those sponsors, but go ahead if you want, run through those sponsors, run through anyone that helps out the uh, the club, and, uh, you know, floor's yours, man. Shout it out. Let me pull it up on my phone because I feel bad if I call most and, and forget a few. So is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, of course, And, and, I, and yeah, y'all have to have, like, the most the best group of sponsors out of any trail I've seen yet. I mean, it, it really is amazing what you've been able to do. I mean, I just can't speak enough about the support we have. Uh, a lot of it, if you look at our page, a lot of it is community support, right? It's, it's people here who I personally can directly make money or offer them advertising and send people to their shop. We've not really chased the big names, the the uh, industry names that people are used to. So like when I read through these names, if these people are not in the Charlotte area or for the region, they're going to be like, what is Vinny talking about? But these are people who grow the trail and in return, we grow their business. We have a hashtag that I probably post more than anyone, but we post it and it's hashtag support who supports us, right? So you'll see by these names, a lot of local companies that we, we push business to. And um, I'm going to start with, a brand new sponsor this year. He's our Angler of the Year sponsor, uh, sponsor, Mr. Ricky Rains. He runs the Angler Magazine. So if you guys are seeing the Angler Magazine, Ricky is giving the Angler of the Year sponsorship money this season. So I wanted to give a huge shout out to him. He brought on the local restaurant, Papa Doc's, who is borderline attached to our home shop of Rusty Hooks. And then we have companies where I get my haircut. I mentioned it before. I mean, not everybody can look this good. But Lakeside Barbers, <laughs> who's right there by Rusty Hooks, they're in the same parking lot. You know, Keith's been cutting my hair for, I think it's like four years now. Um, he's cut my hair the night before I went and bowled 300s, or the night of me bowling 300s, the night before me winning tournaments. So, you know, him and I have a great relationship. I don't know if he'll watch this, but I'll have to push it to him now. Um, and then lucky we have companies barber. like my lucky barber. <laughs> We uh we uh, we deal with um kayak fishing with Christ in Santiago. He's pretty well known in the kayak industry. Him and I um we met six years ago at a tournament. We've been friends since. He supports the club. And then Alloy re- Wheel Repair Specialist. They he's the guy who customizes all my kayaks. I strip off the metal. He powder coats it. I give him all the plastic. He paints it. And I just I give him an idea and he runs with it. And he's absolutely awesome. Um and then we have. True South is a cash sponsor, Emerald School of Excellence, who we support. In turn, they sponsor our Big Bass Prize, so they pay for all the Big Bass plaques that we give out. You guys see behind me, um, yeah, those, yeah. those are plaques that I have won, but unfortunately, I've created them as well. But um, we <laughs> we are very big on giving out what we call hardware, right? So at every tournament, somebody goes home with a nice 8x10 wood plaque. And then second, third, fourth, and fifth go home with a frame certificate. So to me, the money goes away. But that stuff right there, yeah. my daughter can look at and be like, and then when I can't fish anymore, I have memories. But the money goes away. Um, we have installing the holidays. He's been around for three years now. He decorates corporate Carowinds, uh, Charleston. So he's a huge supporter of the club. We have Air One down by Lake Hartwell. My buddy Lowell that I disqualified, he runs a, a big air t- air conditioning company down there. He supports us. Denver Tackles, another local shop. River Runners, another shop in Columbia. And Rock Outdoors is another shop in, in High Rock. All of those are cash sponsors. That's why our payouts are what they are. 
they're helping me pay for things that the club needs and they're helping me bump these payouts out payouts up and then on top of that and I, I can't run through all 35 of these but i'll tag you guys on the page and i'll just show you if i can all of these companies wow. are put product on the table so we have 90 guys i think it was 31 anglers left with a raffle prize the other day wow, so that's amazing you know if you're not getting a check at least you're getting a pack of fizz baits Ugh, there's the booze fizz baits Roball hogs soft lights you know all these guys like true south burly pro they're all throwing stuff on the table and they support me as an angler they support me as a person they've never told me to chill out or calm down or stop wearing pink and stop wearing leggings and you know they let me be me and in return they're sponsoring the club and and i love them all so i hope they know that and uh yeah i can't say thank you enough awesome man well it uh it definitely shows that you're putting in the hard work because you wouldn't have all those people supporting you if you didn't so uh hats off to you man and uh you know setting a good example for uh for other tournament directors out there. Thanks, man. All right. Well, you know what? We're getting ready to do something that we haven't had a chance to do in a long time, Dan. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about some upcoming upcoming tournaments. Vinny, you want to hang out and uh, do this with us? Sure, I'll hang out a minute. All right, cool. First one to ever get that invite, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so don't mess it up, right? Right. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> But hey, so tournament season's about to kick off. We're wrapping up this tournament director series. We'll have other tournament directors on throughout the throughout the year, but we're getting ready to go full board into tournament season, and I couldn't be more pumped. Oh yeah. So starting out, there's a group of guys going down to Florida. To fish what's known as the Timvitational, fighting for a spot to get into that coveted 10. Or 11. Or 11. <laughs> or 12. Or, or 13. 12. Yeah. Whatever it well, ends up right, being right, today. I, yeah, I think right now it's 11 and what one other person can get in. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, it. It's considered to be the the cream of the crop, right? This is the most coveted event to get into. Um, you know, at least some people consider that this to be that event. Um, and it's definitely a difficult event to get into, you know. The cool thing about this one is if you make it to the 10, you're guaranteed a minimum of $1,000. Yeah. So, is, I mean – you have to give it up for KBF for that to to go into that house to have your food and your lodging paid for and to be guaranteed a thousand dollars. I mean, uh, you, you gotta give them up, give it up to that because that that is awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely one of the coolest events that we have. I mean, I put it right up there with the TOC. I put it right up there with the Trail Series Championship. You know, the FLW Cup last year. Um, was another really cool event I put up there at the top. But I mean, you this is this is something I think everybody would love to see, you know, their name on that that list. Yeah. So, but there's one more chance to get into it. So there's a ten invitational. Um, it's two days prior to the ten. 
Um, so guys are going to go down to Florida. Uh, if they qualified through the 2019 standings, they're going to have a chance to fish. Um, and then if they win, they get to go fish in the 10. Unless someone from the 10 wins the 10 invitational and blocks them, which they're going to be trying hard to do. If you've been watching the way in with Scott future, uh, those guys are really got this, uh, this plan to stop anyone else from getting in. And I, I don't blame them. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you're going to compete against those 11 people, they're trying to keep you out and they're 11 of the best anglers in the country. So it, even for people like Jody queen and, uh, every, all the other sticks are going down there to try to get in. It's a, it's going to be tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish I could have made it. I, I can't, but uh, I'm definitely going to look forward to covering it. Um, after the fact. So you got the invitational, you got the 10, but what's cool. What's really cool is you go down, you fish the 10 invitational, and let's say you don't win, right? You don't make it. You can hop, skip, and jump right over to Seminole and fish the kickoff of the 2020 Hobie Bass Open Series. Yeah. Well, for, first we have to say, let's. Who's everybody got for the ten? For the ten, who do you think's going to win? Who's your guy? Ooh. Come on, Man. putting y'all on a spot. I, Pick somebody. See, you, you I, gotta, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do yeah. that until I know who. I, I want to see what comes out of the Invitational, because there are some. There are some hammers. Oh, yeah. There are some hammers that if they make it, and there's some guys that would be really strong in Florida, really strong in Florida. Um, so I want to see who comes out of the Invitational. But based off of who's in the house right now. If that's your if that's your question, oh man, how do you bet against any of them? That's the real thing. Uh, yeah, how, how do you bet how against do, any of them? Cody Milton went last year. How do you bet against him? Scotch mm-hmm. wins everything in Texas. I mean, at Brondel, the the amazing kid Fuqua. I mean, you've got the whole all of them hey. are crazy. Yeah. Watch out for Dylan because. He set the tone the minute he broke out the mullet. Okay. Yeah. Like he's serious in the front and he's ready to party in the back. So, yeah. I mean, and you really have to give up some, like there's gotta be something for somebody that young going into the event with no Florida history and just, you know, he's probably going to be fishing in the moment maybe more than any of the other people I would think being that young. So hey, he I mean, might have an was, advantage. The kid qualified as a 15 yeah. year old. He's 16 now turned 16 at the end of the season, 15 years old has qualified for this event. I mean, that's just unreal, but uh, you know, Elsie, the national championship national champion. yep. out of Indiana, uh, I know he's he's really hungry for it because he wants to he wants to prove that he's not a one trick pony, right? Even though he had a great season, um, he made the ten. He wants to go in there and win that event and prove he's not this one trick pony. Russ Snyder's you you can't bet against him. Uh, Brundle's Angler of the year this year. Yeah. yeah, Brundle's one that is a I think a sleeper almost. 
Um, man, he just he crushed it this year, and everybody was talking about you know how it's that division and whatnot. And there were some words about that, but then he comes to the Trail Series Championship and and finishes top ten. If I remember right, you know, had a great, great showing at the uh, at the Trail Series Championship. So anyway, we're talking a lot. Vinny, you got a you got a pick out of the Josh team? Stewart. Yeah, I mean, I, I need the full roster, man. I don't follow very much. I'm, I'm right. stuck in my local. Is is my boy Corey Dreyer in it this year? No, no, but I think he's gonna fish the Invitational. I'm not sure. All right, here it is, man. You 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 ready? You ready? There are no North Carolina guys here, so I, or South Carolina, so I understand why you're not you're not in the loop here. But you'll recognize these names: Jamie Broad, Derek Brundle out of Massachusetts, Brad Case, Mike Elsie, Dylan Fuqua. Fuqua is really how you pronounce it, I think. Cody Milton, Casey Reed, Matthew Scott, Russ Snyder's, Josh Stewart, and Ken Wood. So I want to root for the kid just because he's the kid, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. teacher, I want to see the kid succeed. But at all, all those guys, really the only one I have had any interaction with is my boy Casey. So I'll go down and I'm going to say Casey for the win. For sure. I like it. I like it. You said, Dan, right as we transitioned over to asking Vinny his, you, you threw out Josh Stewart. Man, I'll tell you what, a Cinco in Florida is a good bait, and yeah. he knows how to throw it. It could be right on the spawn too. At and this week is the Bassmaster Open down there, so is seeing all that. Not that's another a whole another cog in it. Is is that information watching the Bassmaster Opens down there this week messing them up? Thinking because it's a whole chain of where they need to fish. Today, all those guys were we're recording this early, but all the guys were down in Kissimmee. But how many fit? It's I think it's like two hundred and some boats. All those boats are bringing five times 200 every day back through the lock. So, I mean, does that actually, you know, is that going to have an effect on Kissimmee? So it's it's really interesting. I think for me, I want Mike Elsie to win. I, I love listening to Bass Kayak Fishing Podcast, and he was on the Dark Waters Podcast, which is a good one. And he was really talking about how he wants to make that leap from just doing it for fun to doing it for full time. And I think he's probably got more hope on winning than anybody, maybe a little bit more to, to win for, but I, I just can't bet against scotch. I mean, that, that dude's unreal. He's a listening to him. He's definitely a self-confident guy, Uh, but he's a, yeah, he's an absolute hammer. I, I, I would have to say scotch. Right. Yeah. I, again, I, you can't bet against yeah. any of them. Um, it's really anybody's game in that house. So, all right, moving on from the 10 and the Timitational. Vinny, you did, got something, my man? Did you I'm say something? I want to say thank you. Yeah, what did yeah. you say? Oh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, I'm going to head out if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Vinny. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate thank you, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll be in touch. Take care. All right. Thanks, later. man. Bye, Lance. So, so who do you have? Who did oh, you pick? Man. I didn't. I didn't. No, you didn't. Come on. Hurts my feelings. It is what it is. Gosh. Uh, I can't do it, man. I don't know that I can do it. I, Come on. I have so much respect for all of these guys. I really do. I've spent time with most of them. 
Um, a few of them I've not personally had much interaction with, but man, so for personal reasons, I want to pick Dylan. He's a buddy of mine and I've really just, I think, I think he's got what it takes and I think he's got the heart and I just love to see him get it. But dude, Cody scares me right now. Yeah. I, how, I, I don't know how I said scotch whenever in my head it's it's Cody, Cody, you know, how do you not yeah, pick him? I, I mean, when he was on the when he was on the way in with Scott, I think it was with Scott when he said that he was he's been fishing for a check, yeah. not fishing like for the win. When he said that, I was like, whoa, you know, wait a minute. And by saying that, he was pretty much in his most humble way saying, Hey, watch out. I'm, I'm coming to win and I've not been putting it all on the table and I am on this tournament. So when somebody, when somebody That's like scary. that, when somebody like that says that, that just, gosh, I, if, if a gun's to my head right now and I got a bet and that's what we're doing, I'm, I'm going to put my money on, on Cody. Yeah. I don't blame you. So, I'm going to stay with Scotch. I said him. I'll bet on him. But uh, but Cody would, you know, there's, you know, like we said before, all 11 can win it. And who's going to get in each other's head? There's so many dynamics to everybody being in the same house. Everybody being an absolute hammer. Young, Mm -hmm. Anil. You know, the information sharing. I, I think the dynamic of everybody being in one house I think before I kind of thought, ah, oh, the 10, but listening to it more and more, I think that's got to be the most interesting tournament in the year. Just, just because uh, there's so many different things going on. Right. Exactly. And right now there's already 23 guys signed up for the 10 invitational that are going to try and fight to get in there. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, there's some big names in there could come in and upset the whole thing. So, Excuse the sniffles here. Um, all right. So moving from the 10 and the 10 Invitational, we all know that's going to be an epic event. Um, but Bass Open Series, Hobie Bass Open Series, kicking off their year at almost kind of like a home water for you, Lake Seminole. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's four hours away. I'm fishing it. I'm going down there the weekend before, which is this weekend. Uh, well, not this weekend, next weekend. With the family, kind of little family camping and fishing trip. Kind of scout out some. It's, you know, Seminoles, it's it's Florida, number one. A cold front, it looks like the weekend before is going to be a cold front coming in. But then a warming trend, a warming trend the weekend of the tournament. I mean, it's pretty far out, but that's what the forecast saying right now. Uh, you know, and you've got the choice of three different rivers, Chattahoochee, Flint, and Spring. Where are you going to pick? There's a lot of ground to cover. Uh, they were devastated by a hurricane last year, so that's changed a lot. Uh, the, you know, the whole lake's changed a lot, and it's put a lot of timber in the water. Not that there wasn't a bunch already, but the uh, Brian Latimer went and went won it this year, kind of the same way people have been winning it. Uh, he won it in the Flint, so... Yeah, I don't know. I can won in the Flint years ago, but it's been one in the spring in Chattahoochee. 
Uh, it's really going to depend on how far they are into spawn. If the weekend before it's a full moon weekend, the weekend before, but it's also going to be cold. Is that going to, you know, is that, how's that going to affect the spawn? Is it still just complete pre-spawn? Are they starting to move in shallow? So, yeah. Yeah. Play, I, I'm I think... sure it'll still be pre-spawn or maybe a fuel spawn, but probably just pre-spawn, but I'm just trying to think about it myself. I've been doing all the map study. I'm a, yeah, I can I'm, hear your I'm brain go. just going right now because you're just you're throwing it all out there, and I'm like, yeah. I understand it. I understand it because yeah. going into every tournament, that's like that's how my brain is. I'm thinking about all the different variables, and I'm just ready to get on the water and start putting it together. So, um, you know, you and uh, 58 other people are signed up for that event already. So, I, gonna I, I think that's yeah, but. I, I know there's a few other people that are going to sign up this weekend, but it, it'll probably be close to 100, at, I think. Well, again, I think you're going to have a few jump over from the Invitational. Yeah. You know, um, it only makes sense if you're already down there, you're fishing Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, or whatever it is. You don't make it, sign up, go over, get a day of practice in, and, and fish uh, a couple days on Seminole. It'll be fun, man. Um Let's see. We got, uh, yeah, 59 so far signed up for that. Um, it's It's been about one or two a day, been adding every day. So, And that's probably only going to pick up. Yeah, people from all over, Tennessee, Missouri, Indiana, Ohio. Kurt Smith's coming down fishing that one. Watch out. Kurt in the house. Going triangular uh, of the year. Yep. Driving, that, driving that far. Yep. Jay Whalen coming down um and you've got wow. a what what is her name kate uh, i forget her last name she lives in like utah and if you haven't been on our youtube videos she's amazing i'm i'm really jealous of the travel schedule that she's got this year so uh, do you see her name there i'm looking i'm browsing yeah i can't believe i'm not thinking can't think of her name right now but what's her youtube channel about just her travels or yeah i've got right here of her fishing and her learning uh man i was watching a video last night field it is kate field yeah yeah it's it's uh her youtube's called kate fishing it's um yeah just kate fishing she's a but i think she's out there in utah beautiful area but just really interesting YouTube video. But uh, she's traveling all over the country, California to Florida. So that's awesome. One of the people yeah. that's in the event. Yep. Craig Dye. All types of big names in there. So that'll be a good okay. kickoff to the season. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to discussing these tournaments and the results and bringing on some some winners from, uh, from these. We'll probably have to do a bonus episode because we're going to have so many tournaments, um, you know, right there in a little group so it'd be hard to capture all that in one one episode so look forward to that if you guys are um interested but uh all right man it's uh going on an hour and 15 minutes here man we should probably wrap this thing up um and uh you know see what uh see what the next episode brings us but Vinny, awesome awesome guy um ton tons of flair <laughs> <laughs> to him I mean, put, tons of style to somebody to take 
a tournament series from what it was to what it is now. All the sponsor support, almost 100 people in January. That's crazy for a lower, you know, not a national level event. So, you know, props to him for everything he's done with Queen City. Go check him out if you're in the area. Yeah, yeah, check him out on Facebook and uh, Instagram. They got a pretty good following there and always pumping out a bunch of content. So thanks, Vinny, for coming on. Um, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Real Down. We'll see you next week with some winners from uh, these awesome tournaments coming up. Sounds good. Where are your PFTs? Absolutely. Later. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.